G'day, I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where we talk about making a living in the App Store, or trying to anyway. Yeah, living is in quotes for that part there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it says Curtis. Old Curtis Moneybags over here. Moneybags. (laughs) So, it's 2019, officially. It's like the second or something. Anyway. It's 2019, and uh, last year we did an episode where we looked back at our previous year and talked about what we'd sort of what had happened to us, what we'd sort of done with the things that had happened to us, what we learned, <laughs> and we kind of looked forward into the year to come. And uh, I thought we figured we could do the same thing this this year because that makes sense, right? To like look yeah, back consistency, yeah. yeah. Except this time we have what we thought we were going to do on record, and that's a little <laughs> bit more painful. <laughs> Dear listener, we had homework from Jelly to make sure that we listened to last year's episode. First, I would like to remind you: please go listen to the first two minutes because my Australian accent was absolutely horrendous, but enthusiastic, and it was great. <laughs> Second of all, there uh, there could be fun with editing that I wish Jelly would take for things that we wish that we had done uh, over 2018 <laughs> that might be repeated for 2019. <laughs> to haunt us, right? Yeah, they they haunt us. Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet summer children we were back then. Uh, past Jelly. I, I, I'm here to tell you he, he's an idiot. So, Oh, yeah. Past Curtis. <laughs> he's... Oh, man. Future Curtis. Future Curtis is pretty cool, though. I've been... <laughs> no. Nah. Future Jelly's an idiot too. It's <laughs> I'm all about present jelly. At least you're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened this year and how did that differ, I guess, to the stuff that you thought you were going to be doing this year, this past year, in 2018? Oh, man, this is painful. This is always painful. It's yeah. better to keep the horse blinders on and just right. keep marching forward. Never look back. Never look forward. Why am I? Why are you forcing me to look back? Just keep shipping. Uh, well, I was looking. I was listening to last year's episode, and I was just looking forward to moving on from the wreck that was 2017. We did move on. <laughs> we were able to, you know, in the let's see, the first quarter of the year, we had to abide by the new guidelines. Thankfully, we were given an extension. So we were able to finish it in our time that we could complete it in without too much pressure. And we were able to finish it. And that felt like a and huge, the new guideline oh, for right. reference to people was the spam app change that came yes. out yes. around the time of the last, yeah, podcast. which categorized our apps as spam or design spam. So at least like that was off our shoulders. We thought we could move on. And then I discovered sketch and I thought, oh my God, <laughs> what I've been missing out all this time. But you know, we were only it's only because we were just now getting back into develop like development from the design standpoint. Hmm. So then Sketch really like pushed me forward in terms of creating things, testing ideas, even putting it on my phone without waiting for Yana to put hmm. an alpha or alpha as <laughs> as Jelly would say, and just test it out uh, uh, with my kids and see what they liked. That was a huge push forward. Um, so we moved forward. We did what I thought we were going to do. But then, it, you know, things slowed down a little bit. We've changed a bit. Yano had to take on a full-time gig. And I'm not pl- blaming him or anything, um, but, like, it just slowed us down. Yeah. And so then I started looking at, is it also my turn to look for a job as well? And so that was a lot of 2018. It was, like, this super long, exhaustive... <laughs> 
self-discovery <laughs> a journey blah, blah blah i don't know what the magical words are but yeah it's been interesting it was it's it's been less go 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 and just like what do we do now <laughs> oh, i know that all too well i don't know if you if, if you feel the same way but looking back at the early part of the year i'm just like that feels like a decade ago yes it was it really yeah. was so yeah i mean it felt like Jeez, forever ago. Back uh, at last New Year's episode, I was crossing my fingers and hoping that slopes would get to the point that it would be sustainable. And I was saying, you know, in January or February, I should be able to figure out, like, can I go officially full time on this and not really have to take contracting work? Um, and anyone who's followed along blog or Twitter or something, it happened. So, uh, yay! yay. <laughs> confetti. <laughs> Sent with echo. Lasers. Lasers. <laughs> lasers. Yes, lasers. that deserves lasers. Pew. So that did happen, uh, and that happened early in the year, which was nice. And I think the theme for the rest of the year was kind of like, okay, now what? Because it got <laughs> to the point where I had been chasing this carrot for five years with slopes of, let me just build it and get it to the point where it might be a business. That's what I was working for for so long. And then it got there, and I think a lot of this year... I've made some strategic moves that I think worked out and we'll probably get into those. But I think the overall theme for me of this year has really been like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like I got here and now I'm just like, what even, what do I have options? How do, what do, don't, don't screw this up, please, Curtis. Don't screw this up. Tune in to Independence, folks, where we've got all the answers on. Oh, yes, we are industry experts here. But that's really, I think, been a big kind of, I, I guess if I had to summarize my business in 2018, it was definitely, you know, it got successful. And looking into this season, uh, the 2018-2019 winter season in the Northern Hemisphere, it's looking right now like it's going to be another 2.5 times a year. So it's definitely getting to the point where like this is business with employee size. But I don't know if I want to go that direction. I don't know if I just want to keep this myself, if I want to move to Android. So many options. I believe that's what you said last year as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I was trying to plan ahead for like summertime, like, oh, maybe yeah. I'll take these expansion opportunities. And yeah. I started to look into bringing on some other people for non-technical assistance. And the one that I was really excited to bring on, unfortunately, didn't work out. And that kind of took the wind out of my sail because I was ramping that up right towards the beginning of the season. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, oh, now I've got to do all this myself. So since then, I don't want to scramble to bring someone on because I'm already mid-season. So it's like, eh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So things, some wrenches and plans. But yeah, it, it was definitely like, okay, yay, this this got somewhere. This is at the point now where like, this is big. I could hire people, but I just, I don't know what to do. And there's a lot of soul searching. So that's, I think my 2018 is was just the beginning of realizing I need to do some soul searching. <laughs> While apparently swimming in money is just Yeah, yeah. I say. mean, what a yeah. problem to have. The old Scrooge yeah. McDuck. Yeah. Half your luck, though, Curtis. I'll, I'll tell you, though. Day. Let me tell you. Dollar bills, if you try and swim, you just get paper cuts. It's not good. <laughs> and then nobody wants that money because it's covered in blood. And I mean, blood money, that's just so hard to take to the bank. Wow. <laughs> good to know. They don't show you that when you see Scrooge McDuck diving in. So to, uh, to flip it around... <laughs> My 2018 sort of started out quite hopeful because I my biggest sort of looking forward thing was 
to be releasing version two of Gift Wrapped. Hey, so how'd that go, Jelly? Well, it <laughs> what what what's the current version in the App Store <laughs> for the listeners at home? What's the current version in the App Store? Yeah, it didn't go. Uh, it's like one point seven point six at this at the time of recording. One point so seven point seven is in is in with the beta testers. I uh, and yeah. So, like early on in the year, I sort of, I sort of went into the year kind of uh, avoiding client work because I, I, I sort of knew that I had a lot to do and I needed to get things, I needed to get things on gift wrap done. So I prioritized that. Uh, the biggest problem that I had with that approach was that when, then when I did need client work, uh, there was none to be found, which made things really difficult because I had that sort of stress in the back of my head when I was trying to work on gift wrapped uh, sort of, you know, when I thought I was supposed to be working on client stuff. And then when the client work did show up, that was when I was sort of supposed to be, you know, doing my last ditch effort to get it ready for the, you know, for release on by my deadline. And then the deadline sailed past and (laughs) here we are. As they are to do. As they are to do. But look, I mean, I'm not terribly sad about it because I think part of it is also that like even I dismiss how much work goes into making gift wrapped work with all the sync stuff and everything else that it does. Like it's a complicated app and I'm constantly turning over a rock and going, holy hell what like this is uh this is way more complicated than i expected it was going to be and i wrote this like six months ago so god only (laughs) knows what i'm what past jelly was thinking well he's an idiot we established that (laughs) and yeah the deadline it just it sort of sailed past but one of the things i did manage to ship that i I sort of had it planned as part of my 2.0 release uh but i ended up pushing it early because i sort of didn't want it to gum up the works um because i was worried the thing the thing is subscriptions and a lot of apps that i had seen especially at that point that point in time was that like people were sort of a bit grouchy about subscriptions uh they still are but as it turns out you know shipping subscriptions was a really good move uh you know when i did it sort of early early last year and it gave me the ability to sort of test the waters without having to then muck up my my 2.0 yeah and it also allowed me you know to to ship something so that i could kind of see how that was going to work out so that if 2.0 came i would have a great way of saying okay well scratch that we're going to you know we're going to move to something else well plus it gave you some additional time of people starting subscriptions with you yeah so you can get those renewals in sooner which is always a good thing with subscription business yeah and so that was that's that's kind of where I was at during the year. Sounds less complicated than it actually is, <laughs> as is as ever, as is everything really. That's our job. It always sounds less complicated. <laughs> oh, you yeah. write apps? That must be fun. And then you tell them about trigonometry. <laughs> Why did I have to pick an app with yeah. trigonometry? So that's how our year has fared. But one thing I think it's probably worth touching on really quick is what were your noteworthy successes and or failures uh for the year because i know i definitely had a few i mean unless jelly i mean i know you're the kind of man with just no failures no (laughs) my 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 year was full of failures honestly my biggest failure was that i didn't manage to ship the thing that i had wanted to ship but the success was the subscriptions moving to that was a good move i think Uh, of of all of the things that i did in the past year that is that has fit the best which is sort of Sort of sad when you think about it. 
<laughs> but it just means that like you know, it, I I got a few months where I was able to sort of see, like, wait and see how it was going, and it turned out, which I believe I mentioned in the episode just past, or maybe in a couple episodes back. You know, it turned out that I'm making the same amount of money as I was making without it. But the benefit of subscriptions is is that next year that will increase. So, you know, it was a, it was a good move, and I, it's it's probably my biggest highlight, which is uh, saying a lot given that 2018 was sort of rough. As it turns out. <laughs> but don't, no, don't. And at the same time, like, don't downplay it because it is a huge success. Yeah, you, you know? change your business model. Yeah. The fact that it yeah. remained the same or and will increase, that is the best we can hope for. Yeah. Okay, maybe not the best, but <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's considered a huge success that it didn't tank, right? Yeah. That would be another story. Yeah. Yeah. It's generally good when it doesn't go down. It's really nice when it goes up, but it's pretty <laughs> yeah. good when it doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah. So, again, looking at, um, listening to the 2017 episode um i had mentioned that uh, we got a mention in people magazine and then this year we got two mentions um nice. one was in martha stewart living which is probably cooler because <laughs> i know more people that read that than you know people magazine and the second one was the tiniest mention in forbes nice they had interviewed a couple who started a subscription box for kids and they mentioned that some of the language components that they use was, you know, a Duolingo, which you expect, and then also Gus on the go. And nice. I was like, yes. Nice. So I also jumped on that too. And I reached out to them and said, thank you. But also, hey, can we collaborate on something? So <laughs> um, so we'll be meeting in the next week to talk about that. Always ask. That's a good yeah. lesson. Always yeah. ask. Yeah. I, I think I proved to myself, I'm like, oh, I, I try not to squander an opportunity that I can do something very specific about. You know, being in Martha Stewart magazine, I didn't, what would I do with that? I'm not really sure besides hang it on my wall. But with these people, they're a very specific business, a small business, which I can send an email and actually expect an email to come back. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Oh, so we did our annual get together. Since we didn't have a release notes conference to meet up at, uh, we made our own release notes conference. We saw Curtis in New York. Um, We spent a week working on Gus on the Go, and it was amazing. We also have a partner um, that we work with in New York. And so we met up with them and like meeting them. It was just amazing because they could not say enough good things about Gus on the go. And that, mm. I I mean, like we just walked away with smiles on our faces for like mm. a week. It was, it was nice. the best. So it's those little things which don't necessarily mean anything in sales, but it means a lot in terms of the sure. work we put out. It's a morale booster. Yeah. yeah. Which we definitely <laughs> yeah. need those as indies. <laughs> yeah, just need them sometimes. It helps. So for me, one of the things Alice you had said actually related to that People magazine was like you felt like some of that was partly attributed to you being around long enough, Gus on the go being mm-hmm. around long enough uh, to start to get that attention. And I feel like, well, I guess it's more of a passive success, but like that really started to kick in this year for Slopes. So in February, Apple launched their Ski API that they just teased me with at the Watch 3 (laughs) announcement and then finally released it in like watchOS 4.2. But they did a press event around ski apps that, you know, use that functionality on Apple Watch and are great for winter sports and all that kind of stuff. So Slopes was one of two apps on uh, the Apple Newsroom site, which is great because that's where a lot of press people go to just find the relevant stuff from Apple at a quick glance. And so I feel like that newsroom article has paid a lot 
just for getting out. Like I just got a nine to five Mac write up. And that was, I think if I remember reading correctly, like they kind of figured that I could tell that they figured that out from the Apple newsroom post about what apps were worth looking at for the Apple watch. And it was a really good write up and they did a lot of research and it was great. And I feel like stuff like that is starting to snowball more and more and more. Like I always really had a problem getting a lot of press attention especially within like the iOS community because a lot of people don't snowboard it's you know niche it's not really techie overlap so it was just hard to get coverage and I feel like it's starting to get there and it's really starting to get noticed which has been a great success Mm. I mean also obviously I hit my financial milestones so that feels good I upgraded my ramen it's it's great (laughs) I'm I, I, I'm now on to chicken katsu curry Uh, I can afford meat again it's very good fancy Uh, yes I'm trying to think if there are any other successes. Well, you just in the last week you hit number eight on the uh, in the app store, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that uh, <laughs> I don't want to downplay it, but oh, no, that's I think that's here attributed to having people now know of slopes. Uh, it's pretty clear Apple likes slopes on the Apple Watch, so I think I was featured in like some getting started with your Apple Watch thing in the app store, um, and it's just stuff like that at this point. Like it's a lot of passive stuff, I think, because I spent a lot of time polishing slopes a lot especially on the watch um, that, you know, Apple is kind of clearly from how much they press it. Uh, they're, they're fans. So that I think helps a lot in that way. And that's, I guess, somewhat in my direct control because it required a really good watch app to do it. But at the same time, like that's kind of at Apple's discretion at this point. Like if they didn't care, that's kind of luck in a way. Like I won the lottery. I worked and I put my hat in the ring for the lottery, but I won the lottery in that way. Yeah. But if I was to win the lottery, I would feel like that was a highlight, <laughs> just generally, right? You know, just guess, saying, just saying. And here you are, like dusting off your shoulder. You're like, meh. Although speaking of failures, or speaking of <laughs> Apple, uh, so one of the failures was definitely I shipped a watch app. So Slopes had always been on Apple Watch. We, I was there day one, and uh, when I launched, I was basically a remote control for the phone, and as part of the Ski API. Uh, it was encouraged that I have a native watch app where everything happens on the watch. And at the end of the day, uh, they're done recording and it syncs over to their phone. Yeah, let's talk about watch connectivity and WC session and file transfers. And yeah, we've referenced this episode in the past, the one where I talk about how I shipped a bug. Some of that too is just watch transfers are buggy. And at scale of, you know, thousands of recordings a day, you're going to get a couple times where the watch just doesn't work. And that I I feel like was a failure. I don't know how I could have worked around it because I beta tested it thoroughly for two months. Like it never came up in beta testing, but it definitely has left some customers disappointed, feeling like they lost their days. And I'm still struggling to put enough things in place that it almost never happens, but it still happens occasionally. And I think that started to highlight more emotionally for me Uh, struggles with customer support when my inbox is like you know 60 emails of you know people over the past couple days who are grumpy for some reason like they lost their day and uh, that's become kind of a struggle for me that I'm working to dig my way out of Um, but yeah that I I still attribute that to a failure I, I don't know how I would have corrected it but that was definitely I think a big failure in my book for the year was letting that bug get through and disappointing customers in that way and it definitely hurt and it impacted me. Not, I think, financially. Slopes is still like Apple considers. I was in like the top 10 watch apps for the year. Like it's still great. 
Um, but behind the scenes, if you move that curtain aside, I'm not doing so well with that. <laughs> it makes me sad. <laughs> makes me very sad. Okay, so, well, so we had some successes and failures, but we'll focus on successes, okay? We'll pretend the failures <laughs> don't exist for now. They're the most important. So what do you feel that you've learned from this year? What's like your biggest lesson? I feel like I've started to learn this in the back half of the year, but last year I talked about, you know, I was looking forward to the problems. Oh, sweet summer child. I was looking forward <laughs> to the problems of, you know, what happens when I have a somewhat successful business and I can grow it. And, and I was looking forward to solving all those problems past me as an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I think part <laughs> of that though, like kind of the lesson around solving those problems I still have a lot of soul searching to do, like I said, but I've been very obsessed would probably be the right word here with still having to push myself really hard and still having to grow slopes. And, you know, it's 2.5 X every year. I got to make sure that happens again this year and getting stuff in place for all that kind of stuff. And even looking at other apps and trying to make sure I'm staying ahead of the competition and stuff like that. But I think one lesson I've kind of been really internalizing on the back half of the year is that once you get to like this level of scale, you need to be really cautious about shipping bugs because that word can get out pretty quickly and you're affecting a lot of users. And especially if you have subscriptions and stuff like that, you know, if you start losing data for people, then they're going to cancel their subscription and you're never going to get them back. Um, and to boil it down that you can be your own worst enemy much more so than your competitors. And my obsession over growth and new features and all that kind of stuff, I think I needed to temper that a little bit more with stronger QA. And I don't know what that looks like as an indie right now. That's something I'm going to struggle with. And I don't think that I went too far in the growth direction. Like I didn't ever really ship a terrible buggy product. It's just some bugs got through like they always do. But I think I really need to start spending more and more time on quality assurance and finding ways to work that kind of stuff. Because if I ship a bug, it used to be one email. If I ship a bug now, it's like a dozen emails a day. And then that slows me down further. So like this idea of somehow focusing on quality a lot more and the integrity of the app is kind of becoming important. And I think that's a, a lesson I have to figure out how to solve obviously, but I think that's like the big takeaway for me at the end of this year. So the lesson that I learned this year is not super dissimilar. One thing that I sort of realized in regards to client work, because part of the reason that I sort of avoided client work early on in the year was, you know, it was, it was so that I could sort of focus on, on gift wrapped, but it's also kind of cause I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't really enjoy it <laughs> and I tend to find that it stresses me out and that's part of the reason that as I've mentioned before when I'm working on client stuff I can't do gift wrapped because yeah. it's I'm stressed out I'm I feel under the wire I put there's a lot of pressure I I feel a lot of pressure when I'm working on client stuff and I sort of I sort of had a moment when I was in the middle of a client job that I one of the client jobs that I did have and I realized that the pressure wasn't coming from the client. It was coming from me. I was putting pressure on myself to be the fastest, mm -hmm. to crank out the best work and only crank out good work. I, I put more pressure on myself for shipping bugs with the client work than I do when I'm working on my own stuff. 
So my the lesson that I kind of learned was that I put a lot of pressure on myself when I'm doing when I'm working on on stuff, and that it, it does translate to gift wrapped as well. It does translate to my other stuff because there's a lot of pressure there as well. But part of the reason that I hate client work and that I sort of avoid it if I can is that I feel that pressure to get things done and mm-hmm. sort of having that realization. It's not enough to solve the problem, but it's allowed me to sort of reflect on my own behaviors and sort of ask myself, look, am I working until, you know, eight o'clock at night on this client project because I need to like, because I have to, because the client requires it, or is it because I feel like I have to, you know, ship something that hasn't really been requested. So that's where I'm at. That's my lesson. That's my lesson this year. (laughs) The first thing I think I learned especially with the whole like discovering sketch, even though it's been around for a while, was just finding the things that will make your life easier is a huge game changer. (laughs) That just changed everything for me in terms of efficiency. And so I was like in sketch all day, every day, and I loved it. So that was a really big thing. And I think it goes for any business, just looking for those small things that like make your life easier and, and sometimes I think you're like, oh, I have to pay $100 for that. It pays for itself in like but two then days. You're like, <laughs> a, yeah, after you use it, you're like, oh, why did I hesitate yeah. to spend $100? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I think the biggest thing I learned this year was actually more about myself. And it wasn't really about the business. As I was interviewing for jobs, uh, you know, the latest one, I was able to get to the end round and I had to do a presentation. And at that time, I still wasn't sure I was a right, the right fit for the job. But once they handed me the work for it, I was able to knock it out of the park to, in my standards. Like I was I, I showed up, I did my work and I felt like, yeah, I totally deserve this job. Like, I think I presented ideas that should knock your socks off because they knocked my socks mm-hmm. off. Um, it just gave me this level of confidence I've just never felt in my entire life. And like whether or not I get this job in the end, it, w- it was just such a valuable lesson to me mm-hmm. that hmm. I, I deserve to be here. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, when you come from a, like a non-traditional path, like I didn't do product management in a company and I didn't do anything besides development before that. Like I, I just felt like I wasn't sure if it was the right place for me. And when I finally like did that project, presented it, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. And I mean, like it sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth, honestly, just because I've never had that level of confidence before. But that's huge. No, it's good. And I think it's something that a lot of people could learn because, you know, the the words imposter syndrome, they get thrown around a lot. Oh, God, yeah. Probably more than they should. But it is a it is a legitimate thing to sort of underestimate your own potential and a lot of the time other people can see it more than you you can so it's good to be able to sort of get a glimpse of that and to be able to mm. sort of recognize that and it's you know it can go the other it can go like the extreme other end where you're like <laughs> overconfident but it's yeah. it's good to sort of see be able to see yourself for your flaws and your successes and your like your strengths yeah all right so what are you looking forward to in 2019 because let's be honest 2018 yeah it's uh it's a bit of a (laughs) write-off except for curtis but uh but you know 2019 it's at this point it's full of hope it's full of uh possibilities so what uh what are you looking forward to this year i'm looking forward to this podcast turning into survivor and seeing which one of us (laughs) (laughs) gets voted off the island oh man I think with 2019, there's going to be a lot of 
major decisions that we have to make. Some of it contingent on me getting a job. And I, I feel like I've, I, I'm totally taking the, you know, the backwards approach compared to you guys where you guys eased your way into <laughs> this indie life. And I'm like not easing out of it, but feeling the need to get a job to support Gus on the go. But if I get a job, then we do have the resources to hire someone or at least get a contractor to do maybe some of the design work, some of the development, but it just gives us a little bit more freedom than we did before. I'm no longer relying on Mm -hmm. that money. I don't know what the real plan is, but I know we have to make some hard decisions and like really reflect on what, what we're capable of doing at this point. I may regret these words. (laughs) Story of my life. All right, that's Curtis's answer. <laughs> How do I fill this swimming pool with money? Oh. It's not dollar bills. What is it? I may have to build a bigger money bin. <laughs> Just swim in like a pool of Bitcoin. I'm not looking it forward to hurt. the permits I'll need for that building. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But I'll tell you what, it'll have a large ski jump off of it. <laughs> is it an airspace problem? Like, <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. The building wouldn't be tall enough. I'd be hitting uh, Philly International's C-Class airspace. And, oh, my. No, that's not good. That's, <laughs> no, you, you, not good. No, that's federal regulations at that point. Sorry. No, I'm, I don't know. I feel like, or at least I'm hoping, I've been doing a lot of cleanup of slopes over the last year, trying to modernize some screens and stuff, because, you know, I built it five years ago, or started it five years ago. And I feel like there are definitely some screens on there that haven't gotten the love and attention that they should. And I've neglected things like localization, dynamic type, stuff like that. And with my business model change, or my business model updates, the beginning of this season, I redid all the UI to be a lot more modern. The activity screen got more modern. I'm working on the activity list. I'm kind of looking forward to getting slopes to the point where it feels like a really polished product, at least for a six-month period before I have to redesign it again. (laughs) But there are definitely some screens and some new concepts I want to introduce that I think will really... It'll add some new features while it's doing it, but its purpose is really to just make things more polished and better and easier. And those features just kind of fit in with that. Um, So I really look forward to getting the chance to polish slopes even more than I think it already is and a lot of people consider it pretty polished but like I can do so much better now and so I'm looking forward to that I guess I'm also looking forward to I I feel like I've been always feeling like I'm flailing a lot with stuff and I think a lot of that is because I haven't done the soul searching to really figure out like hey what do I want slopes to look like you know I've been talking kind of casually about the idea of a port to android and uh one of one of my friends when I was snowboarding with him was kind of like hey, why don't you just be like Panic and just stay on Mac and iOS? Why do you have to go to Android? And I'm like, well, I mean, I kind of have to grow. But it's like, do you really have to grow? Or do you need Android to grow? And I think I have a lot of soul searching to do there. So while I don't know the answer to that, I am hoping that 2019 Curtis gets some time and makes the time to really kind of figure out like, okay, what do you want to do with this? It can be a business, but what kind of business do you want it to be? Do you want it to have employees? Do you want it not to? And I hope I can kind of start to wrap my head around that and feel more comfortable and not like I'm just running forward and not necessarily knowing what I'm doing, but somehow doing things right. Because it's worked great for me so far, but I would like a little bit of peace of mind. I'm looking forward to releasing version two. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) It's the year of Linux on the desktop and GIF Wrap 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, look, I, I've I've set a new deadline. I'm much closer than I ever was before. I'm 90% of the way through the two major features that need to be sort of completed before that I can release. And I've scheduled, I have blocked off a, a significant amount of time uh, in the lead up to my, my deadline to sort of wrap things up and get things to a point at which I've, uh, which I'm happy enough to release because let's be honest, I'm probably not going to be 100% happy, but if I can release it 90% happy, that's fine. That's good enough. Let's do it. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really about sort of finally getting to that point because it's, it's hard. Like it's a lot of pressure to, and it's hard to see past it. I think with 2.0 on the, on the horizon and having, you know, set that up on a pedestal for myself, it's hard to see anything else. It's hard to look at like what I'm going to do next without having that finished because any time that I'm not paying, I'm not putting into that is, well, it's time that I should be putting into that. (laughs) But this year is, there's a lot of change coming this year for me personally and that's going to have an effect on the business that I have, um, like on the business, the stuff that I'm doing could have a good effect and it could have a bad effect. I'm not really sure at this point. We will see. Well, this has been cathartic. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. I think so. I'm really looking forward to listening to this episode a I year know. from now. As I'm homework. already regretting it. <laughs> and just laughing. Just laughing. At our naive current selves. <laughs> yeah. Well, if future Curtis or future Alice or future Jelly want to email us, they can do that. <laughs> They can try. They can try their darndest. The email address is hello at independence.fm or you can find us on on the Twitters, on the line, on the line? No. Like the washing line? No. I don't know. You're off to a rough start in 2019, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I am Jelly Bean Soup. I'm Alice Zhao. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You're off to a rough start, too. (laughs) I'm eat a duck I must and I'm at Plarets but Plarets we're all off to a great start oh god and I'm at Parrots the plural of the bird that's it thank you all for listening thanks everybody for joining us for 2018 and we look forward to talking to you in in the weeks the fortnights to come and until then goodbye <laughs>